Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. It is Wednesday, December 13th. This is our 60th episode of Sneakers and Cleats, and it is our final High School Hype Squad episode of the year we are in championship week you were just watching the six man in the other room there, gordon Dom? and i don't know some well, other small town someone that's about to get mercy ruled they were they just were <laughs> gordon ones they're your 1a six man state champion uh, it's a it's a great time of year in jerry world love that all the games get to be played in there even though it's what an 80 yard field for six man yeah yeah they, they, they modify they, it a little they bit rope it off and shorten the field and it's it's narrower as well it's fun watch six man's a fun watch it's like an area it's like an arena league almost yeah, like, <laughs> yeah there's no stopping them everybody's eligible <laughs> well uh this is don harris matt roy as always uh we're gonna start with number 60 not a lot of great names but Otto Graham is one of them not a lot of great recent names let's just say that Otto Graham, chuck bidnerick another one uh yeah. any any names that you're gonna say that i haven't heard of you know, I always educate you on these things. I, I know. Matt. Okay, you ready? I actually have some education for you as well this All right. time. All right, here we go. San Antonio high school football has only produced one number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Okay. He was number sixty, both for the Texas Longhorns and for the Atlanta Falcons. What what era? I get, let me guess. What era? He was on the cover of Time Magazine in 19, I would guess, 63. As a high schooler? No, as a Longhorn. They were national champions, and he was the number one overall pick. He was All-American middle linebacker. Played for the Atlanta Falcons. Number 60 as a middle linebacker? Yeah, played for the Atlanta Falcons for probably 10 years. Was a Should be in the Hall of Fame, I think. He's not. He uh, has passed away. Who is it? Tommy Nobis. Actually, I saw that on the list. I just I had never heard of it. The so pride of Jefferson High School. Jefferson High School. Now look where yeah. Jefferson is. Uh, that that I didn't know. See, but another thing that I like to I don't know if you've read it. Got your numbers, a book by Mike Greenberg and, and uh, uh, his sidekick Paul Embakitis, and so they do like uh, not just jersey numbers, but also like all time records and rivalries and stuff like that. So like. DiMaggio owned 56 because of his hitting streak and all that stuff. So in their book, they actually have the rivalry between Martina Navratilova and Chrissy Everett, or Everett, uh, as Everett, Everett as, as 60 because they played against each other 60 times, and that rivalry is one of the best of all oh, time. Yeah, that's one of the greatest. So that's another one. They played in 14 Grand Slam finals too. So legends, legends, absolute legends. But the best of all time, and this is where my education for you comes in. The best 60 of all time. Roll tape, Luis, is me. Really? Look over. There. <laughs> oh, wow! Got Matt Roy, Matthew Tyler Roy, number sixty on the field, number getting some 60, water there. Number one in your heart. Number, number one in your heart. In your program. <laughs> I played in uh, one game uh, my senior year because I was a bench player. So, um, but best clipboard holder Fort Lewis College has ever seen. Uh, paid for my education and uh, hurt my ankle 
on. They paid for your education, and you only played in one game. Absolutely, that's a heck of a scholarship. I deserved it. I was the best bench player ever. Um, <laughs> funny, actually, not so funny story. Actually, a tragic story that I hate telling. My senior year or senior game, which is where all those pictures are from, is uh, I was the one game where you're sweating. The one game where I was actually playing, and I was I was going to start that game, and I did start that game. What because it was senior day, and they were letting all the seniors start. And our year, we were five and six, not going to go into the playoffs anyway. So <laughs> we were on the field and for warmups, and we're going in the locker room just about to start the game, uh, so we can run out. And I'm turning around on cement with my cleats on to start. <laughs> To give my friends high fives as we're going into the locker room, I twist my ankle the day the day I'm going to start my senior day, and so I, I literally played one play, and my ankle was so freaking swollen that I couldn't oh. even play that much. I was so mad, and my friends who are now my the best man, and everybody in my wedding was just like, "That's just the epitome so your of your college athleticism." Football career consisted of one play. No, my junior and senior year did. My sophomore, my freshman and sophomore year, when I was at junior college, I played a lot more. Oh, okay. And so I had to, I had earned the scholarship well. Okay. But the okay. problem was, anyway, we ought to get on to me, but the, the, the problem was that they moved me from tight end to tackle, and you saw in those pictures, I was not very big. Like, I wasn't a tackle size. <laughs> You're pretty big, Matt. You're, you can play tackle now, let's put it that way. I don't know. That, in the, I also didn't play much my senior year because I had a torn rotator cuff labrum and bicep, so didn't, that didn't go well either. But anyway. I, I've seen your water bar. Whataburger order. You can play tackle. <laughs> I, I can eat like a tackle. That's for sure. All right, let's get to, let's get some high school football of guys that are actually good on the field. Um, but anyway, I thought that was funny. Uh, season wrap up. So it was a lot of amazing performances this year that we saw in high school football. We're gonna kind of put a bow on it here before we get to the Smithson Valley Alito game, which is gonna be played Friday in Arlington. Uh, that's our last uh, a team from our area that's done or that is still going. So. Chuck, Don, Zach, myself, we've all kind of been dis- discussing it here all year on the Sneakers Cleats podcast, the High School Hype Squad episodes. We're going to wrap everything up here. What This whole season as a whole, what is your like top three takeaway from this year? Like, what, There were a couple of themes of this year. There was a lot of coaches' sons, I felt like, yeah. this year. There was a lot of like comeback performances or surprise teams, if it's a Piper or if it's a um jay john jay who gary gutierrez did a fantastic job what were kind of your main takeaways as we went through this season well i would say the parody at the top you know steel johnson reagan in 6a were there all year uh brennan was down just a little bit although they were still very good uh i would say that that was one of them the the 5a level alamo heights and Piper uh, kind of moving ahead of the Bernies and Bernie champions of the world. And Davenport, the Comal School District, has three had three teams in the semifinals. Piper, Davenport, and Smithson Valley. So impressive. Just very impressive. Those are Larry Hill's kids like that, that have left him to go to other places. And those kids are in the state semifinals. It's amazing. Yeah, we were talking to Jake South last night. Um and he was a freshman at Smithson Valley when then Piper opened up, and he was like, well, um, Rylan Walker's there, and that's a kid that they competed yeah. against each other all year and their, throughout their entire childhoods growing up in that Smithson Valley-Piper area in that Comal County. And they were like, he's like, well, Rylan's here. Why don't I go take my talents over to this new school and start there, and look how great they did. By the it's way, just amazing. if you drive over and see the campus at Piper, you know why you would want to go there. Immaculate. 
It's a it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, freaking. Um, it looks like it's worth a billion dollars. Brian's Brian's kids both go there. It's and amazing. It's it's unfathomable. University but, of Piper. Yeah, seriously. But I was the parody aspect of it was really impressive because yeah. you know last year we kind of had that the Debose brothers and you had um, you had a lot it was of really stealing Brennan. Yeah, it was stealing Brennan from the top, and then yeah. this year you had like. Soto came on for really well for a little yeah. bit, and you had John Jay, which kind of came out of nowhere with Gary Gutierrez and, and uh, Jackson Gutierrez leading it. Yeah, the coach's kid, and and they made it second, third round of the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Gary did a great job over there. You have so many teams that were competing for that final playoff spot in that Northeast District. I know you had Johnson and uh, yeah. Reagan, but you had the the Churchills and the Clarks and and the Roosevelts and all those. Brennan Carroll had a fantastic year. Yeah, that was my next one. Uh, next question for you: Who impressed you the most when it comes to players on the field? I know Brennan Carroll, Jake South, offensively. Ty Hawkins. Ty Hawkins, ridiculous. Brad Jackson over at Reagan, the quarterback over there. Elijah Walton at Harlan and on the defensive side. There was so many amazing standout performances. I know. We, the, I know we were both impressed and, with um, what's his name, uh, the the Bernie Champion kid that made the. Um, Bowley, Sawyer Bowley. Sawyer Bowley, thank you. Yeah. We're both so the, impressed uh, with him, too. The best player in town, I think, is a sophomore, and that's the running back at Steel. Jonathan Hatton. He, I mean, he's well, isn't he committed to Oklahoma already? He's committed to Oklahoma already. I mean, you could say that with Peoples, too, going to Ohio State, but the number of big time Division One. I'm not talking, you know, Baylor and UTSA and Houston, I'm talking about Ohio State. Oklahoma, Georgia, Texas type kids. Mm -hmm. We've got a few in the pipeline. Ty Hawkins is one of those going to TCU. Uh, so for the next couple of years with Ty Hawkins and the Hatton, Cooper is young. Royal the, Capel. The, the, both receivers. And then the quarterback, Chad Warner, yeah. is a good prospect. So. And the thing about Steele is that they are – everybody's coming back. Yeah. They lost a couple of defensive players, and they have, but they have people to replace them. Yeah. Uh, not replace, but, you know, step up when those two graduate, when the two or three graduate. They need a little bit of size in their D-line, but their whole offensive uh, weaponry is coming back. Yeah. Every single player. Legit. So I wanted to ask you – I mean, you've been covering – you grew Watch up. It. You grew up here. Watch it. You're uh, not that old. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm also a historian. You so are. I seem more older than I am. <laughs> Because exactly. I know You're a lot of wise this stuff beyond your years. From way before I was born. So, 70s, 80s, 90s, San Antonio football was kind of like the cream of the crop. Yeah. At least that's from my judgment and, and from, you know, Judson and, and Churchill, Churchill and all 70s. those guys. Yeah. Judson in the 80s. 90s. So, it seemed like, and this is just my perspective, it seemed like in the late 90s, 2000s, in the aughts, the 2010s, that you really didn't have like everything kind of expanded outward. You had Austin kind of stepping up then, and then you have the Alados and you have the uh, Houston kind of get, coming crazy and Dallas going crazy, Duncanville and all those things. And now you almost see like it's changing back as people start going South to the Rio Grande Valley and you see them going South back to San Antonio or going from San Antonio now going maybe a little bit like Northeast. So what is it kind of that you've seen as kind of the power has shifted around 
in in that is that now it's now it's kind of coming back to San Antonio. Well, I think there's a lot of um, the rules have been flexed so that there's a lot more school choice, and so every kid in Austin that's worth anything in football goes to either Westlake or Lake Travis, and so they have dynasty like programs. Um, the growth of San Antonio has helped uh, a couple of programs really step forward. And Bernie, both Champion and, and Greyhounds are, are really solid programs. Bernie Greyhounds played in the state championship game last year. But I think it's it's the growth of San Antonio. I don't know that it's going back because San Antonio teams still don't seem to get past Westlake or Lake Travis in the 6A division. Um, I'm glad to see Smithson Valley break through and get to the state title game in the 5A division, but Austin still has a triangle, a stranglehold on on the region with Westlake and Lake Travis. They do, but you see teams like Reagan, Smithson Valley, yeah. um, you see them competing more. Because like a couple of years ago, and, and I don't think I'm breaking any ground here, Brennan was getting destroyed, and, and yeah. Westlake was, getting, was destroying all of the San Antonio teams. Lake Travis destroying all the San Antonio teams. But you saw Brennan beat Lake Travis last year in the playoffs and then lose to Westlake. You, you always... To me, the, the recipe for success has always been high enrollment, uh, a good mix of athletes and big guys, and then you have to have that star. Like for Judson, they got over the hump because they had Gerard Douglas. Uh, for Steele, they won the state championship game with Malcolm Brown. But – if you don't have that star, you might get there, but you might not get over the hump. That's why you saw, I mean, Garrett Wilson, who's with the Jets now, was on that Lake Travis team. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, and they had he had four or five guys around him too that were just as good. But you have to have a couple of those guys, those Ohio State, Alabama guys, to get you over the hump. Well, also you look at like Smithson Valley now, and we'll get to them in a second. Coach Larry Hill has said multiple times, like, we don't have that star. We don't have that right. one guy. But everybody plays together for the guy with them. So it And just... that'll take you a long way. I don't know that it takes you. Like, Alito, who he's getting ready to run into this week, they have three national top 100 recruits. They also have 11 national or t- state championships since 1999. And three in a row. Yeah. So the reason they have that is because of good players. So – Look, I, I tip my cap to Larry Hill, man. That guy gets more out of his guys. His his teams are military-run operations, and they are disciplined. Those kids are tough as nails. They are incredibly disciplined, and they trust in everybody else and love each other and all that. And that in Texas high school football will win your district every time. It'll get you to the regionals. Sometimes it gets you to the state Final Four, the state chat title game. But if you're going to win a state championship, you got to have – the hoss and you you do and you've seen that here but the point of, of bringing all this up is it kind of seems like like there was a lull for san antonio there for a little bit and now there's not now it seems like with the population growth and with the making of new schools like piper and like davenport yeah. and with the soda my and like you see so many new schools popping up that kids are being dispersed and you see so many great like programs being built oh yeah yeah we got uh, I still want to see the six A's get past Lake Travis and but, West. But I think, yeah, for sure, and I think we will in the in the coming years because Steel uh, will next year. I think Steel's going to be a wagon next year yeah. for sure. And that was the next question I was going to ask you: Who this year that you saw that may, might have fallen short, maybe is still in the championship game? What teams? Give me three. Johnson. That is going to be really good next year. Johnson, Steel, and 
Reagan's going to be really good. They have Cole Pryor coming back. Yeah, Reagan's going to be really good too. Yeah. Reagan. In the 6A. And then who's who's Bernie Champion and Bernie will be good. Brennan. Alamo Heights with Michael uh, Taylor. I think what's really going to help um, Michael Terry. Terry. Uh, you know what's going to be really good is that Alamo Heights is going to move into a harder district next year. Yeah, that'll be good for That's going to be really good for them to learn how to win those close games cuz you saw against Piper yeah. they just don't they just don't have that. He's a stop. I mean, he's a hoss. Oh, Michael Terry's phenomenal. He's a hoss. It, but you know who's really going to be good next year is Caden Glass and Brent and the Brennan Bears. Okay. Brandon Bears are going to be a year older. They're losing Jason Love. They're using uh, or losing his brother, uh, the safety. Um, his first name's escaping me, but Love on the backside. They're going to be really good as they don't lose a lot of seniors, and they're really young this year. Another year under their belt. They're yeah. going to be phenomenal. But, Baser does a great job there. Absolutely. We, we can't say enough good things about Baser. But anyway, we had a great, great high school football season. I can't wait to wrap it up on Friday. Um, Smithson Valley's taking on Aledo. Aledo or Aledo? Aledo. Aledo. Uh, 7 o'clock Friday, December 15th at AT&T in Arlington. Um, this is the first time uh, in the state championship game for Smithson Valley since 2004. They also went in 01 and 02. They've lost all three, none of them particularly that close, I don't believe, uh, if I was looking at the right thing. They missed on a field goal. They had a game-winning field goal that would have would have won it. Was it I o- think it was 04. Okay. Uh, Smithson Valley, literally one point away from being perfect this season. They, they lost to Reagan week one, haven't lost since, and really – in the regular season, none of their games were particularly close. And no, they're in, good. But, but in the postseason, College Station was close. They killed Brownsville Vet Memorial. They, College they Station killed. from last year, too, was a great well, game. Well, they they went on, on to play uh, Alito last year in the state championship yeah. and ended up actually losing pretty pretty close, I believe. Yeah. I think it was a 15-, 16-point game. Uh, and when you're playing Alito, it's a close game. Yeah. <laughs> but as we look at this year, Alito, obviously, absolute juggernauts, 11 state championships. Uh, since 1999, Don, you've covered Larry Hill a lot. Yes, um, I have. What I mean, I don't want to say how long either of you have been at your schools. I think Larry's been there 31 years. You've been here similar, longer than that, similar time frame. You know, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. Um, what is it about Larry Hill? What is it about how he coaches a team and how he connects with his players that gets them back and at least gets them good every year, not back to the state championship? Well, which is, he you know. he's like 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 Pop in that he doesn't suffer any fools. Right, I mean, he is all business. You are in, or, or and it's going to be his way, or you're gone, and you're going to. He's established, like also like Coach Pop, a program and reputation that the whole community buys in. I guarantee you, Larry. Like every other, every coach in town has parents. My kid needs to play chirping. You know those kind of things. That doesn't. I guarantee you, doesn't have that in Smithson Valley. Larry Hill runs Smithson Valley. He's built the program. He's earned the respect. Uh, I coached against them, okay, and I say them because this is a funny story. When my son was in the fourth grade, the first year of tackle football, of course you played flag football in first, second, third, but then you moved to tackle football in the fourth grade. And you joined the YMCA-type leagues, right? And So we were the Eagles, and there's the Raiders and all this. Well, there's a team called the Rangers, <laughs> and they wear the white uniforms and the blue solid helmets with the white stripe, the Penn State look, right? And their dads coached those kids into the Smithson Valley program, into the culture, not in the middle schools like everybody else. It starts in the fourth grade. Those kids are Smithson Valley Rangers, mm-hmm. and they play a particular uh brand of football they're 
tough. They're physical. They're bullies. They're they're uh, they they run the out course. They don't throw the football in the fourth grade much, but it's part of the culture and the fabric of the whole community. And now I'm interested to see how that has splintered off into Piper and Davenport because I think the kids at this point are still Smithson Valley kids that have yeah that have gone sure. down there. But but that's why I mean it's a culture from the very beginning and and and. He's established it. People respect it, and the kids know what it's all about. I'd argue that the success that Davenport and Piper have had in their first couple of years in existence is partly because of Larry Hill. Sure, because of the way that he's almost cultivated that entire area. Correct. And all of those kids that were going to go to Smithson Valley and compete for his team had been growing on those small the Rangers teams in, sure. in elementary school or in middle school, and like all having kind of that belief like, okay, when I get to high school, I'm going to play Smith. Football's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but it's also a credit to Piper and, and, and whoever's making the decisions and come. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, to go out and get Coach Rogers from Cedar Park, who was throwing the football and some new fresh ideas. For sure. But it, the culture has already been been the foundation's been laid. Yeah, Larry Hill is a, a legend. He's going to be a San Antonio Sports Hall of Famer. I'm sure yeah. he's going to be a maybe be, be a Texas Hall of Famer. He, he might already be in the Texas High School Coaching Hall. Of Famer. He probably. I mean, if he's not, he should be. That yeah. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, uh, Chuck got a second to uh, chat with Larry. I think it was on Monday. Uh, about the upcoming game. So let's hear from uh, Coach Larry Hill and Chuck McAtinick's conversation uh, for a few minutes here, and then we'll come back and close this thing out and put a bow on a nice high school football season. Oh, hey, congratulations, dude. Very well so, done. I mean, did you did you see? I mean, it's not supposed to be as easy as y'all made it look over the weekend, that's for sure. I mean, how did you feel you guys did? Well, you know, I thought getting up on them early was, was big. I mean, you, of course you would love to do that every game, but uh, you know, with that Navy army military Academy option style offense, you know, throwing's not what they do a lot of. So getting a hot start and scoring, I guess the first four or five times we had the ball, you know, that, that made it tough on them. They couldn't play their kind of game. And so it got away from them. And uh, you know, we got to get all our players in the game, which, you you know, (laughs) In a semifinal game, that doesn't happen too often, so we were tickled. Yeah, I can imagine. Did you? How long did you give yourself to celebrate before you really started looking ahead to Alito and all that it's going to take to play in that game, and as big as it is, and all that? Yeah, you know, I mean, as the clock round down, you know, the elation of winning and and of course going to the next round is quickly tempered by you know you know what you're up against at that point I didn't know who had won the other game but I knew it's going to be somebody really good regardless so uh um that's kind of how it is when it's down to two teams it's I don't I don't think there's any instances of of somebody not being very good on the other end so do you tell your team about the history of that school and what they've meant to their division over the years I mean or is it literally because it's a year-to-year thing? It really doesn't matter what they've done to this point. And do you have to guard against, you know, maybe them reading too much of the press clippings going in? Your guys. 
Yeah, well, you know, in this age of social media and, and, and so much instant information through the Internet, our players are, are very aware of Alito's uh, history. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it's it's this game this year. I mean, uh, you know, uh, kudos to them for what they've done. And uh, we have all we hold them in high regard, have all the respect in the world for what they what they have achieved. But, uh, you know, we've. Our players are very focused, and uh, we, you know, we're not spending any time celebrating going up there. Our goal was not to go up there. Uh, you know, our goal is to get up there and win. So, um, had a good practice today, and uh, you know, we'll continue to prepare through the week. Well, I mean, you know, everybody says that every year, Larry, but I mean, obviously, these opportunities are few and far between. I mean, did you guys was this on the chalkboard at the beginning of the year to be where you are right here, right now? You know, at the risk of sounding arrogant, uh, we plan on being here. Um, you know, we had a narrow miss a year before, and you know, got stopped on the one-yard line. And, and, you know, if we get another yard, we're very likely playing this game a year ago. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't think revenge was certainly not motivation. I, I just think it just showed our players, I mean, not much – the margin for error at this level is, is pretty slim, but there was certainly no reason why that couldn't have happened. And uh, they they planned on being here. Well, what's Alito going to get from you guys? I mean, what should they expect knowing that, you know, there's a history of Smithson Valley too? Well, you know, I hope they think they're going to get a team that's going to play hard, play discipline, play well. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they don't have any weaknesses uh, like you would expect, uh, but – you know we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna have to make the most of the opportunities when they present themselves, whether it's a short field created by a turnover, or maybe a kicking game play, or you know, or have a long drive. But I think we're gonna have to have some explosive plays as well. I don't think at this level you can think that you're gonna put a bunch of eight, ten, twelve play drives back to back to back to back. I mean that's that's a little naive. While we're gonna need to do that, so we're gonna have to have some big chunk plays as well, and. On the flip side of that, we're going to have to limit their big chunk plays, and that's easier said than done because they've got a roster full of loaded uh, playmakers. What about for you personally? I mean, any gratitude, you know, any satisfaction that, you know, here you are again, that you've come and done this again and again. I mean, it's one thing to say it, but it's one thing to, you know, get there and do it as well. Yeah. I mean, did you think it'd be so far in between? Well, no, I didn't think so. You know, I think uh, – you know, I don't really give a whole lot of thought to what what's in the past or whatever. You know, we're trying to play this game this week right now. And, uh, you know, we've had some near misses, as you said, in the finals, but we've had a near miss or two in the semifinals. And I think uh, since we've last been to this round, I think we've been beaten by the state champion five or six times in an earlier round. So, again, you know, where do you meet that team? You know, and sometimes it is the last game. Sometimes it's been as early as the first game, second game, third game. So, you know, we we have felt like, to use a analogy, you know, you're pitching washers at that hole. We feel like we've been around that hole a lot, not necessarily in the last game, sometimes the next to last game or the next to next to last game or even around before that. But, uh, you know, I think that's the key. You've got to be around it enough to win when the time comes for that thing to fall over and get in that hole, you're, you're there, you're, you, but you've got, it, it's tough to get to that point right up to the cusp. Well, well done to this point for sure. I mean, congratulations to you all. I mean, but any sense of like, 
man, you get to go play in Jerry world. I mean, how, how exciting is all this? I mean, not only for you, but for the kids and, you know, games going to be televised, you know, people around the planet are going to see it. I mean, just everything that goes along with getting to this point. Well, you know, that is exciting. It really is. But at the same time, uh, you know, we talked this morning, 630 when they come in, we got to win Monday, you know, we've got to win Monday. Yeah. All that's out there, more media exposure and that kind of thing. But, you know, these 19 periods that we're on the field have got to be really, really good. And this meeting that we're fixing to dive into in a few minutes, you got to be locked in, laser focused. Those are the kind of – being good at those things is what's allowed you to win enough games to be here. And uh, this week can't be any different. And, and you're right, it's real easy to get swallowed up in the other and be neglectful for that. And uh, uh, the coach is not going to let that happen. Now, Don was showing me a map of all the teams that are left in the state. If you draw a line from Houston – to Dallas, you guys in one other school in Northwest Texas are the only ones left standing in terms of not being in that region of the state. How much pride do you take, you know, kind of flying the flag for this area, doing what you guys have done this year? And will you take a little of that with you when you go? Well, we're certainly proud of where we're from. You know, uh, of course, you know, our school, we don't really have a town, you know, it's just a, it's a bedroom community that uh, a lot of the a lot of the town centers around the school and its activities and football in this particular case. So, you know, we're proud to, to, to carry the banner for our school, of course, most and first and foremost. And we haven't spent a lot of time talking about regional pride or, hey, you know, go up and win it for, you know, Comal County or San Antonio or anything like that. I mean, we, we just want to win the game. You know, maybe, maybe we're oversimplifying everything, but uh, or maybe the coach is real boring and he just won't let – you just won't let them get into that. But, uh, you know, I just think uh, having been here a few times before and, and in and around this game, you know, you, you can lose track of your focus real easy. And uh, we're trying really hard not to do that because we know it'll take a supreme effort to get what we're going up there after. And uh, part of that is what are you doing Monday from right now all the way to kickoff? What about three keys to victory? What do you guys have to do to get this game? Well, you know, we mentioned explosive plays a minute ago. I think we've got to create uh, our fair share of them, and we've got to limit those. And then the turnover margin, we got to get some takeaways. We've got to create some short fields, take away a possession of theirs or steal some more possessions for us. So I think explosives and turnovers and then and then kicking game. You know, we're going to have to make some impact, not, not just hold the rope plays in the kicking game. I mean impactful, game-changing plays, and that can come a lot of ways, big return a block kick, uh, you know, uh, punt, pin them down inside their five, give them a long field. I mean, things that people don't talk about, it, but I, I think that's the third and biggest key. Larry, thank you as always for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, you I'm going for you guys this weekend. Go give them hell. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. The great Larry Hill. We, uh, I'm not going to say we expect them to win or lose I on Friday. I told you he's all business. He is all business. He, he doesn't give a crap, man. He's just he's ready to lace him up right now. Um, Great I'm, story about Larry Hill, yeah. real fast. Yeah. We're doing TNL Thursday Night Lights. I'm standing on the field in the end zone. I was going to ask you to tell the story, but I didn't no, know if you cool. wanted to. He, he, I mean, he, he knows he's regimented. I mean, that's what makes him great. Yeah. So I'm standing. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Like, past the end zone, get ready to do my 6 o'clock live shot. And I see, I turn around and I see him, and he's walking up the... He's on the field walking the hash marks, all 100 yards, like he's counting them, staring at the ground, kind of mumbling to himself. And he walks up to me and goes, hey, Don. I said, hey, Larry. Now, again, remember, this is like 6.15, and they're going to play on Thursday Night Lights. Broadcast starts at 7, kickoff around 7.10. He says, hey, Don, what time are we kicking off tonight? Is it 7.08 or is it 7.10? I said, you know, Larry, I don't know. Um, our producer, Chris Kopfus, has the exact commercial break structure. I just called the game. I, I, I think it's 710. Well, is it 708 or 710? Well, Larry, I think it's I think it's 710. And he got a little perturbed. And he goes, well, you know what? I've been playing my whole day around 708. And I was like, what? Like two minutes? <laughs> two minutes, really? But no, that goes to show you how precise the plan is. We're on the bus at this time. We eat at this time. Mm. We do this drill at this time. And it's a recipe for success. And hopefully it's a recipe for success on Friday. I'd love nothing more than to see Smith and Valley win their first uh, Yeah, for sure. Title. He deserves it. He deserves it, absolutely. Uh, before we get out, so I have one thing I wanted to ask you. Since you're the uniform czar, you're the Spurs guy. Yes. I have a question. So yes. the Spurs are playing against the Lakers tonight. Yes. So LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron yes. might not play, but that's besides the point. I am a Miami Heat fan. Okay. I have been forever. I, Shame. I have a LeBron jersey. A Miami Heat? A Miami Heat LeBron jersey. Six black? Six black. Can okay. I wear it tonight? Can I wear it to the game? I'm going to the game tonight. Sure, you can wear it. Can you, I wear it? Well, Where's that bad etiquette? What's the etiquette for this? Well, the truth is it has nothing to do with your fanship. It has everything to do with your age. <laughs> I don't believe that. Men over 25 should wear jerseys. Okay, well, okay, maybe you're the wrong person to ask. (laughs) Okay, like 24, you're still in college, you're that beer guy, that, woo, my team. But 25, you're married. Yeah, she's going to the game, too. Okay, well, see what she says. She says it's fine. Okay, then but it's you're, fine. But you're the but you're the uniform guy. You're the one. You I'm, know. The, I'm the husband. I'm smart enough to know whatever my wife says is cool is cool. <laughs> Hey, I just want, I just happy wanted, wife, happy life. Well, like if, if LeBron's not even playing. Ain't mama happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> but if LeBron's not playing. Well, first of all. If, if LeBron's not playing and I wear a LeBron's heat, Miami Heat jersey, is that even worse? I Here's what I want to know more than anything. He's been with the Lakers for a while now. Yeah. Does the jersey still fit? <laughs> That's actually a good question. I actually don't know if it Have does. Have you seen the commercial where the lady, like, the – Try to put the turkey in the oven, and the lady's like, "That's not gonna fit." The guy's going to the garage, "That's not gonna fit." And the guy hangs up, holds up a sweater on Christmas. She goes, "That's not gonna fit." He goes, "Really?" And she goes, "Man, <laughs> like, that's a medium." Well, actually, you're an XL now. So the problem is that I'm pr- gonna put the jersey on at like five thirty, probably yeah. right before we leave the house through the game, and I'm gonna think of this moment how, when how, it doesn't fit. How how long has it been since you put it on? Um, since I put it on, probably a couple. Of, at least five, six years. Oh, it's not going to fit. It's from it's and it's from his heat days. His last heat days it's were not in twenty fit. what thirteen, fourteen when they lost to the Spurs. So no, if it's snug, you can't wear it. What if it's what if I just go completely shirtless underneath just the jersey? Just... Oh. 
No, no, don't subject anyone to that. You're a public figure now. <laughs> you can't right. embarrass the station. If like anybody that. sees me uh, in a LeBron jersey or not, you just think of this conversation. Anyway, all right. Before we get out, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been watching these Wednesday episodes all season long. I believe this is 15, 16 of them that we've done. Uh, I've loved highlighting the high school football. Done a great job, Matt. And, and high school players that are in our area. Loved having all the high school coaches and, and players on and repurposing a lot of those interviews because I feel like that's that's our duty. That's that's what we do here, is, is especially as a local news station. We highlight our off, local athletes. Hats off to you and Luis for what you guys have done with this podcast. It looks brilliant. It's appreciate fantastic. It. I appreciate it. And it's sorry come a long to, way. You guys to, do a great job. Sorry to subject everybody to the Matt Roy 60 pictures earlier. I just had to get that in there. Um, now, those were good. Don't <laughs> subject them to the, you in the jersey tonight. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put that evil on them, Ricky Bobby. It's a different story. All right. So just FYI, for every, just some programming note for everybody. After this episode, we're now going to switch to Monday, Thursdays. We're going to have a Friday episode this week. To, uh, it'll be me and Rocky, and then next week we're going to start switching to Monday, Thursdays. However, next week is a little weird. We are going to do a live podcast. podcast from Frisco, Texas in the UTSA Marshall game on Tuesday. And if we do it from Frisco, outside, on the field, it will still, I guarantee you, even if it's snowing, be warmer than it is in this studio right now. <laughs> He's absolutely not wrong. I'm frozen solid right now. But, all, right. all right. We are doing that on Tuesday, and then we will have a Thursday episode. We are going to take the week of Christmas off, and then we will come back in the new year and be back and better than ever Mondays, Thursdays, ready for a Cowboy Super Bowl run. Peace out. <laughs> all right. Thanks, to everyone, for joining us right now on the High School Hype Squad episode of the Sneakers Cleats Podcast. We will be back on Friday. Quick reminder, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell an enemy, give us a five-star rating, give us some feedback. Feedback is a gift. We'll see you on Friday right here on the Sneakers Cleats Podcast. I got that done so fast. You sound like that guy in the gambling <laughs> commercials on the radio. <laughs> Exempt in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs>